So here's a question for you to consider. When was the last time you sat down and thought about the dreams that you have for your life? If you haven't thought about your dreams in a while and could use some inspiration, here's your chance on the latest Jewel Show podcast. So my friend, uh, Maria Anna Fawoshe, thanks for coming in here. We're actually in my backyard because it's Corona time, you know, like it's just crazy. Like, but I appreciate you coming in and um, sitting in, on my back deck. <laughs> I am so glad. Um, just grateful for any opportunity to share the story of God's glory. Mm, yeah. He's he's alive and he's real and he shows up in our lives and it's just an honor to just share his story. Mm. Yes. His story. Well, I know the listeners, they just heard you just talk and they think, hmm, she's not from around here. <laughs> no, not Alabama. I know that's what you were thinking. She is not from Alabama, oh not Mississippi. It's a different <laughs> accent. And we're going to get to that because you have an amazing story about coming from Nigeria and how God brought you to the United States with $7 in your pocket. Only $7, but <laughs> a very big God that connected yes. all the dots. Okay, so we're going to get into your story. But first, let me tell you what I did yesterday. I called a friend of yours, hmm. a friend that we have in common. And I said, you know, I really want to catch Maria off guard. What are some questions that maybe only you would know that would spur some really hilarious conversation? <laughs> now, this is your friend, so I don't, uh, I'd hate to see what happens if I asked your uh, enemy. <laughs> okay, Maria, she told me to ask you about your favorite American food. Well... <laughs> Okay. Well, she said I wouldn't guess it. She was like, you're not going to guess what her favorite out of all the food in the United States. This is her favorite coming from Nigeria. <laughs> okay. My favorite food is bratwurst sausage. <laughs> really? Yes. Any special way like mustard on top or just? Oh, so the funny thing is, okay, I still have not adjusted to using condiments uh-huh. on a hot dog or a sausage. So I just eat. I love the meat. So eat the meat and the bread, that's all. Now, have you tried other things? I mean, like our hamburgers, french fries, pizza. Yes. Still the sausage is still number one for you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I know. (laughs) Hey, we all have our things, right? I know. And it also happened because my first week in Georgia, coming from Nigeria, my first week here in, uh, like, my host family's house, they had to grow out. And the first thing, like, they grilled bratwurst sausage. And at home in Nigeria, I did not even have a lot of meat to eat. And I'm like, wait, you put this whole piece of meat in my bread (laughs) for just one meal? Like, it's not a whole week's meal. Oh, wow. So it blew my mind. (laughs) So now you can't get enough of it. Yes. Can't get enough of it. Okay, then the other thing I was told to ask you about is getting in a swimming pool. Oh, goodness. She just said, I'll just ask her that. There's an amazing story behind it. (laughs) Yes, there is. Okay. So um, my first week with my host family here in the U.S., April Farlow. So they have a pool in their backyard. And I went. I was like sitting and she was like, Maria, why don't you come into the pool with us? Like, come swim. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to swim. She's like, no, don't worry. I'll hold your hands. And like just stepping into the water, I was gripping onto her hands. Like, I don't want to drown. <laughs> but then like uh, some weeks later, she was uh, giving her kids a bath in the bathtub. And I was like, wait. Wait, what? That's what that is used for? That you bath, you take a bath in the bathtub? And she was like, okay, now I get it. 
I know why you're afraid of the pool. You've never been in the bathtub. <laughs> and so, so she just made you jump all in. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, it was terrifying. But she had no idea. And so when she made the connection between the bathtub and the pool, she was like, okay, you need a bath in the bathtub. <laughs> and I went in and I didn't want to come out of yeah, the bathtub. Yeah, bubbles. Did you do it all? Like, do all the things, right? The feces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some good, like, music playing, Yanni or something like that. So what do you think now about pools? Are you jumping in? Oh, well, I'm still trying to learn how to swim. Now I've gotten comfortable with the water and even with the ocean at the beach of the trip, uh, beach trip, but... I'm still not a good swimmer. <laughs> well, Maria, I appreciate you letting me put you in the hot seat and ask you. Also because, you know, it's perspective. If you're always raised here in the United States, there's things that you just always take for granted. Mm. But you come from Nigeria. Paint the picture for us about your home and, and how you were raised. Mm, okay. So I come from a family of six. So there's my mom, my dad. I have two older brothers, one older sister, and then me. Um, we come from a community in Lagos, Nigeria, and whenever anybody like thinks of Lagos in Nigeria, it's a very popular city, but they have, how do I put it, it's a city city, but they have very, um, some communities that are full of a lot of challenges and like in the slums, and that's where we lived back home in Nigeria. Um, when I came to the United States and in the evening I will I am able to go into the bathroom and use a potty, I am sitting and I'm like, thank you God for this potty <laughs> because I had to walk into the bush back in Nigeria to go use the bathroom. And so I'm like, wow, I get to like sit in a clean environment. And so um how do I put it? So just where I came from was, well, it was a challenging situation, but it was a setup of God. You know, he set up for his glory. And so he knows this whole story. He knows how the story will end. He just wants you to walk through it with him. Um, and you, your yeah. parents are believers, but they came from a Muslim background? Yes, they did. <laughs> okay, so um, the story of my parents getting converted. So my my mom... In fact, my whole family, including my dad's, they were all Muslims. Currently, only my mom and her sister's family are Christians. Like, the rest are all Muslims. And the way they got converted was, so, um, my auntie, during the uh, early years of, like, being married, she, when she was pregnant, she would lose that child at a certain age. And she was always one, and it happened several times. And... She never understood it, but there was a time when some evangelists came to um, our area where she was and my mom was, and they came to preach to them. And she was like, you guys, don't you know I'm a Muslim? Like, why are you coming to preach to me? Because her father had high hopes of her becoming like a, just a, having a position in the mosque and all. She was like, you should not be coming here. <laughs> But then they were persistent. They kept on coming. And one day she looked at them and said, you know what? If this your God that you're talking about, and she was pregnant at the time, she's like, if this God you're talking about can make this child in my womb to live and survive and not like die like the other kids, I will believe in this your God. <laughs> and you know what? 
that child lived, that child survived, he finished college a few years ago, and he got married a few weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> and you have a cousin. <laughs> yes, and now my aunt is a pastor, a full-time pastor. Wow. <laughs> and now because of that, then your mom's a believer? Yes. And then that impacted you, like the ripple effect of that one missionary coming to Nigeria and saying, the evangelist saying, yes. this is who Jesus is. Yes. And it really kind of spurs me then to the next question I got for you, because hmm. throughout your life, you have dreamed big, impossible dreams that unless God was in it, it was not going to happen. And yes. you started dreaming about America because you saw something in the sky. <laughs> Tell that story, Maria. I love this story. I love it. Oh, okay. So when I was like younger, I watched, it was like a TV show. And on this TV show, there were these young kids who were sponsored to go on a trip abroad. I think it was like to London, just somewhere abroad. I was sitting there, staring at the TV and looking at those kids. I'm like, wow, if these kids can go abroad and like get a scholarship, I can do it too. And you're a, a little girl <laughs> living in Nigeria in the yes. slums. Yes. <laughs> and I don't even know where it all came from, but I was just really inspired and it was it just opened my eyes to dream big and then I like went out and like was telling my friends I was like hey guys you know what my dream is to go abroad one day and they looked at me like really Maria (laughs) they thought I was crazy they're like your parents can hardly afford three square meals a day how in the world do you want to fly Mm. to America pay for your flight pay for your visa and everything when you but, can barely eat tonight. Exactly, exactly. But you know what? <laughs> I kept on just saying those dreams into the ears of God. And even though my earthly father was not able to provide the means financially, we have a good, good father who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above everything we can think of. And he blew my mind. <laughs> and that's what God does. He just shows up and blows your mind and makes you know this is me. Not by your power, not by your might, but by my spirit and for my glory. And he, he came through for me. <laughs> and it was through a, a writing contest. That's what got you to the United States the yes. first time. <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, there was a writing contest in 2010. And... Okay, so the trip for that contest was actually a trip to London. Then the following year was a trip to the U.S. But that trip to London was my first time ever flying an airplane or ever going anywhere. And so in my school, there was just this contest uh, poster. And my teacher was like, Maria, write this essay. You know, you might get to go to London. And then I look at him like, oh, really? So I don't believe this. Yeah. You <laughs> like you have nothing to lose. Just write it anyways. <laughs> so I did write it and by God's grace I was able to get to the finals of that competition and we had to do like a speaking contest at the finals. But when they announced the winners, they announced my name, sorry, they announced my name as second position. And so I was devastated because I was like, whoa, I think I've just lost this entire trip. And this whole month of competition is just like wasted. And, then, and you, you were <laughs> dreaming at this point. Like, this is yes. what God's going to do. He's about to open this door. And then 
Yes. And then you're at the door and it didn't seem like it was going to open. <laughs> yes. And then a few minutes later, after they announced the first prize winner, the organizer came and said, oh, yeah, we forgot to tell you, it's both first and second that will go to London. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I forgot I to tell you. That's like a big thing you lead with, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I jumped for joy. <laughs> and my friends could not even believe it. So they were like, wait, wow. wait, wait. This crazy girl just <laughs> actualized her dream. I was like, okay, that's what your God can do. <laughs> and so you got to the States, but then um, you, when you went to London. Yes. And then you had another opportunity where you got to the States where all you had in your pocket was $7. <laughs> that was it. But, but God, he connected all the dots. I can't. This story, I love it. He did. Okay, so, and that was in 2017. So I came, I just applied for the conference, they gave me a scholarship to come, and I was like, wow, okay, I'm going for it, I'm coming. And by the time I got to Atlanta, I had only $7 in my pocket. (laughs) And while I was there, my current host mom, April, called me, and she was like, hey, Maria, I'm coming to this same conference, is there anything you need? And I had, like, no jacket, and I was freezing. So I was like, you know what? Please bring a jacket when you're coming. <laughs> She's like, anything else? She was like, okay, do you have any money that you can go to the grocery store? I was like, okay, I have $7 with me. And she was like, wait, what? <laughs> and she immediately called someone else who was at that conference to go to, the, to Walmart or somewhere and get me clothes and jackets and everything. But for me, just being in the United States was already the miracle. Not even the $7. I'm like, I am here. God will provide. <laughs> yes. And he did. He did. He, he, he showed up. <laughs> Huge. Huge. Because you get to this conference, you uh, bonded closer to your, your host mom. Who, who is your host mom now, April? Yes. And I hate to fast forward too much, but you no went problem. back and forth to Nigeria, right? Yes, I and did. And then now, tell everybody what you're doing. We have more with Jules and Maria coming up on the Jules Show podcast in 30 seconds. On the latest episode of the Finding Joy podcast, we share a Zoom conversation with an eight-year survivor of pancreatic cancer, Elise Tedeschi. Elise shares not only her medical journey, but how she came to know Christ and how it changed her life. Even in the midst of it, when I lost my hair, I really looked bad, I was very sick, I still, on mornings, would wake up full of joy. Check out the Finding Joy podcast under the On Air tab at thejoyfm.com and anywhere you subscribe to find podcasts. I hate to fast forward too much, but you went back and forth to Nigeria, right? Yes, I did. And then now, tell everybody what you're doing and where you, I mean, obviously you're in my backyard. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, there's a lot of steps in trusting God. But tell everybody what you're up to now. Oh, you mean right now in the United States? Yeah, you are a student. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes. I'm currently studying um, communications at the University of North Georgia um, with a concentration in organizational leadership. And why I'm doing this is I want to go back to Nigeria and start a communication school there to teach kids how to speak in English um, in the correct way, in the proper way, because that helped open up a lot of doors for me back in Nigeria because I was able to learn how to write that essay and learn how to give that speech and come to America eventually. So I'm like, if this skill set helped me open these doors, how about give these kids the same chance and make them dream big and make them know that don't let your background put your back on the ground. You can do this. You have opportunities lies await, awaiting you and just 
go for it. So that's what I want to go do when I go to Nigeria. Put that dream back in all those those children's hearts. <laughs> I mean, because God birthed that that dream, and mm. now you can look back um, over the years and say, I just trusted Him, and He mm. kept on showing up. Um, yes. And I know that every semester is a walk of faith of knowing how you're going to raise the tuition. Yes, it is. <laughs> I even feel like the entire beginning of my school was a step of faith. It was God. Because I, I came here in 2017 not even prepared to go to school. I just came for that conference and seven days later I had no clue what was going to happen after that week. I was supposed to take an exam in July to like take it in Nigeria but I was like okay I'll just go for this conference because my heart and my spirit was like yes go and it was at that conference I got my first scholarship to go to school I'm like okay we can do this God God did this and I, I'm, I'm like so each semester I'm like okay <laughs> we started walk. a GoFundMe page and like people would like so reach out to us and that's how God has been funding this dream <laughs> well when you are at that point where you are having to do that faith walk every mm. semester. Mm. What do you go to to remind yourself the faithfulness of God? Hmm. I, I just go back to my previous years of being in nothing, like in zero dollars in Nigeria. <laughs> and I told myself, Maria, if God can bring you from zero dollars, like no food, no meal in Nigeria, and you can fly in an airplane that costs like $2,000 from Nigeria to the U.S. He's faithful and he has not brought you this far to leave you alone. He's with you and what, what he has started, he's going to finish it. There is something that you do that I want to now incorporate into my life and that is stretch prayers. Hmm. Tell everybody what that is. <laughs> wow, wow, okay. So the stretch prayers, these prayers are, you, you have to not limit God. <laughs> Don't limit God in these prayers. You have to see the, hmm, you have to see God for who he is. Not seeing your situation for what it is. Because when you just, when you keep your eyes fixated on the situation, oh, it would overwhelm you. And I find myself in those seasons too, it's just so overwhelming and I'm like, okay, I can't bear it. But when I shift perspective and just fix your eyes on the author and the finisher of your faith. So God is the author of my journey and the finisher of my journey. It makes me stretch it more, <laughs> you know? I'm like, we can do these prayer circles and around our goals and our dreams, write them in paper and just go around it. I mean, it seems like very uh, cliche to say, oh, we do prayer circles and all. It's powerful. And God recognizes it and he, he honors it. He honors it. There is a stretch prayer you did a few months ago before Corona, uh, back in December. <laughs> oh my goodness. And this is a huge stretch prayer. <laughs> yes. Oh, the stretch prayer is for my parents' house. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. So back at home, I told you there was no party. We were living in a wooden structure on a place that was formerly a garbage dump. <laughs> but Living on a garbage dump. Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> and so, because you didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. So like the owners would be like, okay, just at least you're clearing our land for us and you're making it useful. So that was what that land was. <laughs> and so we, uh, so April and I, we were like, sorry, we were like, okay, my dream, my goal is, she, okay, first of all, April was scared I was going to go back to Nigeria to all, like the challenges and all. And she was like, you know what? We can dream big and we can pray big. And just recently at Christmas, we got donations from people for my parents to be, get to build their house. because And now they have a party, they have a bathroom, they have a whole house of their own. And this was a stretch prayer. We drew a circle around my parents getting a house because we just didn't want me to like go back to not having a party and just, and also, it just put my heart at rest that my parents are doing will be doing okay while I'm here for four years going to school. So um, we drew that circle and we prayed that prayer. It was big. It was a big prayer because it cost thousands of dollars to build that house. But like I said, we should not limit God. Our God is bigger than that. And he showed us that he was bigger than that. <laughs> because at Christmas, we got all these donations from far and near. Like we had no clue that all these could happen. And this is what God does. He opens your eyes to these endless possibilities in him. Because with God, all things are possible. And we race beyond our goal for the house. <laughs> and right now my parents are living in that house right now. And I am so grateful. And I am more at peace just knowing that my parents are like taking care of safe. where they are and safe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you're going to be doing uh, running water as well, which is huge. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. That excites me the most <laughs> because I had to like fetch like buckets of water in like our community, walk down there. Sometimes you have to wake up super early in the morning for you to be able to not find a whole queue of people waiting to fetch that same water. <laughs> and so now there would be running water and we can have a spigot that we can for the community. Just like the way people provided water for us back in Nigeria, but we had to walk a long distance, but at least there was provision of water. So we want to do that too. Wow. <laughs> so when people hear about you, Maria, back in your... Um, your home country, and they see how God provided and is continuing to provide for you all the way over here in the United States. What is, what is the word? I mean, the people are in awe to see how God <laughs> has showed up. <laughs> so I've like, how do I put it? Shared this story with my friends um, back in Nigeria because um, ma- because m- many times you just get caught up in this cycle back in the community where I was that you feel like okay there's no hope anymore but when I share my story with them I try to let them know that okay God's word is clear you have real reasons for hope and he has shown it in my life and in my journey and so this has been uh how do I put it hopeful for my friends too in Nigeria it has given them hope to believe in God um, for their needs and for their goals and their dreams. <laughs> wow. All right. And I know that the, when you finish school, which how much longer do you have? How many more semesters? I have uh, this semester and then two more next year. So I finish December 2021. And the next big dream <laughs> that God's putting on your heart is to start a school in Nigeria. 
Yes. And if yes. people want to follow along um, and see uh, God's story and, and how God's going to provide and do all this, how can they keep up with you? Oh, okay. So we started a GoFundMe page, um, which they, they can like donate in there. Um, that's like the major way we try to reach out to people to um, ask for help and for financial assistance. So that GoFundMe page is and what we're going to put a, a link, Maria, on on the show notes so people oh. can follow and keep up. And thank you because it, it's it's so <laughs> encouraging because you know. It, you can, if you don't believe there is a God, you would say, oh, these are just random moments. Mm. But that's not. We have a God who is sovereign over all things and is yes, bringing this yes. story out for his glory. Yes. Amen. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So, Maria, before I let you go, I got to have you do just one one little thing for me. Okay. <laughs> you already agreed to it. So, okay, great. <laughs> no. <laughs> You have the best voice, and I know that you love to write songs. And there was one special song that when God was birthing this dream in your heart, he gave you. So would you end this podcast, this episode, with that song for us? Okay, okay. The title of the song is I Choose to Be Happy. Um, Just choosing to be hopeful in that season. Um, And God birthed that song in my heart. So he says, um, I choose to be happy. I choose to feel blessed. I know that I'm favored by God. I am nothing less. I know God's got me through all my trials. So I choose to be happy because I'm favored and I am nothing less. I'm full of all 